His responses indicated that he was capturing some of my thoughts because he started reassuring me that I could leave the spaceship and come back to my house anytime I wanted. And they just wanted to meet me. And they knew that I knew ETs were here. At the moment he said ETs, I got a flash of the supernatural dude I dated and my stomach sank. What kind of mess had I gotten myself into now? You've entered into the world of alternate realities. Here, paradigms are shifted, minds are blown, and veils are lifted. Actual supernatural experiences are brought to life through storytelling by the people who experience them. Welcome to Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant, where the esoteric is explored and consciousness is expanded. Visit adventuresinmysticism.com to further your spiritual development through Leia's latest offerings. And now we continue with this episode's mystical adventure. About six months after my experience dating the supernatural being, you can listen to that story in episode seven, I had a holiday booth at a spiritual expo in Las Vegas. I was giving readings and selling books and ecstatic meditation download cards. On the second day, I was approached by a very tall, I would guess six, seven or six, eight inch man. He was medium build, had a slightly olive skin tone, brown eyes and brown wavy hair. And he was fairly attractive. He wore a suit, which was a bit formal for the event, but In Las Vegas, you see all types. The man told me that he was a messenger for Archangel Michael and that Archangel Michael had a message for me. Now, I've had many readers and channels in the past claim to be connected with various archangels, and they usually are not. So I took his claim lightly and invited him to share the message. He gripped my wrist and pulled me closer to him so he could whisper in my ear, not here, call me. And he gave me a piece of paper. I glanced down at it. It said Michael, then had a local phone number written on it. He had already started to walk away. I called out, wait, what's your name? Michael, he said, and disappeared into the crowd. I silently rolled my eyes. Michael, who was a messenger for Archangel Michael? Yeah, there's a coincidence. The event ended the following day, and I started my week. Although I had stuck the paper in my file folder from the event and saw it on Monday when I was unpacking, I did not call him. That night, as I was falling asleep, I kept seeing his face in my mind. Sometimes this happens when someone is thinking about me. Not just a passing thought, but when they are focused on thinking about me, a lot. I ignored it that night, but it continued to happen the next day. So I called him and agreed to meet. He insisted that it couldn't be anywhere public. This was a big red flag to me. I don't meet men I don't know in non-public places. 
As if sensing my hesitation, he said to speak to this other woman I knew in the community because I had taken some classes she taught. He said that she could vouch for him. I told him I'd get back to him. I reached out to her and she did in fact say that if he had a message from Archangel Michael, I should meet with him and in private was probably best. I trusted her, so I decided to do it. I wanted it to be somewhere I knew though. So I picked my townhouse and told a friend about his visit and that if she didn't hear from me by a certain time to take action. Thankfully, Michael was a perfect gentleman, if not a bit too formal and a little odd in his behavior. For example, I sat down on my couch and invited him to take a seat. Instead of him also sitting on the couch or on one of the chairs that were next to the couch, he ceremoniously removed his coat. He was wearing another suit, carefully folded it over and placed it over the back of his chair all the way across the room before sitting down in that same chair. He then shared with me for over 30 minutes the messages he said Archangel Michael wanted me to know. Besides him telling me I was special, I honestly do not remember what else he said. I was skeptical that the message was coming from an archangel. I kept waiting for him to ask me to pay him or to become his client or to join him in being a messenger for Archangel Michael but he didn't. I wasn't sure what his angle was, but I knew there was more to him coming to see me than to share a bunch of special messages. When he was finished, he seemed nervous. I said, I can tell there's something else you want to ask me. Go ahead. Just ask. He stood up, picked his coat up from the back of the chair then bowed a little and said, you're invited to accompany me back to my ship. The rest of my people want to meet you. In my head, I was like, whoa, ship, his people. That was a quick turn from angels to aliens. He followed with, it is a high honor. Your friend has not even been invited. I knew he was referring to the woman who'd vouched for him. I wondered if she knew he was either a complete nut job or an AT disguised as a human. He asked again, would you come back with me to my spaceship? Yep, I had interpreted that correctly, and my mind was now in overdrive with thoughts. His next responses indicated that he was capturing some of my thoughts because he started reassuring me that I could leave the spaceship and come back to my house anytime I wanted. And honestly, they just wanted to meet me. And they knew that I knew that ETs were here. At the moment he said ETs, I got a flash of the supernatural dude I dated previously and my stomach sank. What kind of mess had I gotten myself into now? I told him that I didn't think me going there was a good idea. And then I added, let me clearly say that being on planet Earth, a free will zone, 
I exercise my free will to not go with you. His body language indicated he understood I was a no. And then he told me the location of the ship outside town and said that the craft is cloaked, but if I changed my mind, I could drive there and call out for him. Yeah, I'm adventurous, but I am not stupid. So I was not going to drive out to a random spot in the desert by myself, get out of my car and start calling his name. That was not going to happen. And it didn't. He left, obviously disappointed that I had not agreed to accompany him. I did thank him for sharing the messages from Archangel Michael, though I didn't really believe they were from him at all and had decided it was just a way to soften me up and make me comfortable with him so that he could ask what he really wanted to. I actually thought the whole thing was done when he left my house that day. But two days later, he called me and said he must see me again. He had something important to ask me, and no, it was not to come see the ship again. I was getting ready to leave for Colorado for Christmas in a few days, so said, I'm busy. But if he really needed to talk to me, it would need to wait until I returned in three weeks. Again, I figured my blowing him off would detour him. However, the day I returned to town, he called me, again insisting that we meet. Although I knew it might not be the best idea, I was intrigued, so decided to go do it. I did tell him that it had to be in a public place, and I picked California Pizza Kitchen at lunch. It was busy. It would be daylight. I arrived early and asked for a table that was really visible in the restaurant. I did not want to be in a dark corner or anywhere out of sight. I was not prepared for what came next, though. I was checking my phone and letting a girlfriend know I'd arrived and was in position. I looked up and Michael was walking towards me. In one hand, he had an I love you heart-shaped balloon, a round happy birthday balloon, and a third round balloon that I think was shiny gold. In the other hand, he carried a light blue gift bag with pale pink tissue paper coming out of the top. He was all smiles and presented all of it to me when he sat down. I smiled, but was really confused by the mix of messages. Birthday, Valentine's, and a baby shower, all in the first week in January. This was definitely going to be an interesting lunch. The waitress came over immediately asking what the special occasion was, and he told her he was going to ask me a very special question. She looked absolutely giddy with excitement and acted like she was about to witness a proposal. I immediately popped her emotional bubble saying, this is just a meeting. It's not a date. Disappointed, she took our order and disappeared. Michael reached into his suit pocket and pulled out a red envelope and handed it to me. It was not sealed 
I opened it. It was a Valentine's Day card in Spanish, and it wasn't even signed. I looked at him, and he just sat there smiling at me. You like it? I nodded, not knowing what to say. He gestured for me to open the gift he brought. It turned out to be a bunch of gifts in one bag. There was an amethyst crystal skull, not a tiny one, a really nice one the size of my hand. And then there were three statues of Hindu gods and goddesses, all about a foot high. They were all very nice. I said, thank you, Michael. These are very lovely gifts. What are they for? He smiled more and said, can I ask you the question now? I had zero idea what he was going to ask, but the whole reason for agreeing to meet him for lunch was to give him the opportunity. So I said, sure. He reached across the table and took my hands. I wasn't especially comfortable with that, but figured I could pull away at any time. So I allowed him to hold them. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw our waitress at the door of the kitchen with her phone trained on us. I sighed. She hadn't given up. I put my attention on Michael, awaiting his question. He squeezed my hands. Would you mate with me, he said. Huh? I replied, not sure I'd heard that right. He continued. I would like to mate with you. I brought you bounty so that you would see I would be a good mate. I pulled my hands away and stuffed them into my lap. I was pretty sure at this point I was actually dealing with an ET. The lack of knowledge of basic social skills, his awkwardness, the way he would word things. It was not human. He continued, you are so pure. It would be an honor to mate with you. It will help both our species. I liked strange, but this had officially gotten too weird for me. Thankfully, the waitress, who was still way too into our business, showed up at the table with a free dessert to celebrate our special occasion. I gently explained that we were not engaged and that wasn't the question. She pressed about what the special occasion was. Michael looked like he didn't know what she was asking. So I told her that he wanted me to be a surrogate for him, and I'd said no. Oh, she said, laughing nervously and smiling stiffly before leaving us alone again. There was no way I was going to be some ET human hybrid breeder. I didn't even want children at this point in my life. His excitement seemed very real, though. So I decided to just handle it how I turned down anyone asking me to loan out my womb to a stranger. Michael, I'm really flattered that you chose me. However, I am not going to mate with you. I explained a little bit more and he was accepting of my answer. After he insisted on paying the bill, he got up, gave me a hug, and told me that he wanted me to keep all the gifts. And then he said, I'd never see him again.
And I haven't. Thank you for tuning in. Next episode, I'll share my adventure of encountering a demon in the bathtub. Until then, remember that your spiritual journey is a supernatural adventure in and of itself. Enjoy the unfolding and embrace the unknown. Thank you for joining today's Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant. To go on more journeys with Leah, subscribe now. To step more fully into your spiritual role of bringing about a positive, high-frequency future for humanity, visit adventuresinmysticism.com.